Today's gospel is primarily for the apostles or for those who are going to be martyred. It is in a particular part of the gospel of St. Matthew that is preaching to the apostles or the disciples. And so we first of all want to look at it in that light. He says, do not be afraid for everything that is now covered will be uncovered. Everything now hidden will be made clear. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the daylight. What you hear in whispers, proclaim from the housetops. And he's essentially speaking to these apostles and saying, what you have discovered in the depth of your heart, what you've discovered when we have spoken in this group, you will need to go out and preach to all the nations, proclaiming it from the housetops. What you carry deep within your heart, you need to cry out. But then he goes on and he says, Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Fear him, rather, who can destroy both body and soul in hell. And it's a powerful statement. I think of um, the martyrs you know, throughout history, and we can't forget them. Think of Maximilian Kolbe, of course, that beloved martyr that's so close to us in time, you know, that martyr that in the concentration camps, in, he doesn't hesitate before the Nazis, before the SS, to step forward and to take a place of a man who is destined to die. When asked his name, he just says, I am a Catholic priest. He takes his place, and in the starvation bunker, he gets everyone with him to stop crying out in despair and to sing, and to sing to our Lord, to sing to Mary, and peace falls upon everyone. He, because of his interior strength, the strength of his soul, he will not count his body there are things that are more important in life than our bodies. So he does not count his body because he has discovered something more important, and that is the love of God, the love that we're called to live of, fraternal charity, love of our brothers. And so in Auschwitz, the Perhaps in history, one of the, if not the greatest act against fraternal charity, we have one of the greatest acts of fraternal charity, the offering of our life. Now, this being said, it is primarily for those that are heading towards direct martyrdom. But today, I think it's very pertinent too. Today, we struggle so much to keep these last years of life, to extend our life. And living our life seems to be so important that we forget that there are more important things. There are more important things. We want to die in our old age uh, peacefully. And so we extend our lives and we eliminate all pain and suffering from our lives as if that is the enemy that we want to escape from. 
We forget these words, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Fear him who can destroy both body and soul in hell. We forget those words. We ignore them. And we just only fear the one who can kill the body. And so all of our life, we try to escape. But, you know, as, as we grow older, are we going to hold on to those last years of life? Or are those last years of life even going to be offered? I think of a famous saint named St. Polycarp. St. Polycarp was the last disciple to know personally one of the apostles. He was a disciple of St. John, and John was the last of the apostles. And so in his old age, they will come for him. And so it's about the year 150. And they come looking for him. And he doesn't turn away. Let's see if I can read a little passage for you. As Polycarp was being taken to the arena, a voice came to him from heaven. Be strong, Polycarp, and play the man. No one saw who had spoken, but our brothers who were there heard the voice. When the crowd heard that Polycarp had been captured, there was an uproar. The proconsul asked him whether he was Polycarp. On hearing that, uh, that he was, he tried to persuade him to apostatize, saying, Have respect for your old age. Swear by the fortune of Caesar. Repent and say, down with the atheists. Polycarp looked grimly at the wicked heathen multitude at the stadium. For them, the atheist was the one who didn't believe in the gods of Rome. So the Christians were atheists. Um, again, Polycarp looked grimly at the wicked heathen multitude in the stadium and gestured toward them. Down with the atheists. Then he says, Swear, urged the proconsul, reproach Christ, and I will set you free. And Polycarp responds, Eighty-six years have I served him, and he has done me no wrong. How can I blaspheme my king and my savior? I like that. He is then going to be put in the fire, and the fire uh, does not burn him. And so the proconsul will have someone stab him to death with a dagger. And so Polycarp passes. And Polycarp prays, O Lord God Almighty, the Father of your beloved and blessed Son, Jesus Christ, by whom we have received knowledge of you, the gods of angels, powers, and every creature, and of all righteous who live before you. I give you thanks that you count me worthy to be numbered among the martyrs, sharing the cup of Christ and the resurrection to eternal life by soul and body through the immortality of the Holy Spirit. May I be received this day as an acceptable sacrifice, as you, the true God, have predestined, revealed to me, and now fulfilled. I praise you for all these things. I bless you and glorify you, along with the everlasting Jesus Christ, your beloved Son, to you, with him, through the Holy Spirit, 
be glory both now and forever. Amen. And so with Polycarp, it's 86 years old. He might have one more year of life and that's it. And he says, essentially, I've lived all this life well. Am I now going to turn away? Am I now going to deny? And so that last year of his life, or two years, or however long he would have lived, those last years of his life are offered, offered in the fire, offered entirely to God with Christ. And so we come back to that gospel. And there is something that we should fear. Do we value the things of the soul? Do we place the things of the soul above that of the body? Do we fear sin? Not sin itself, but what sin does and how it separates us from God. Really, if we fear sin, it means that we love God. We fear being separated from him. If you are to walk away with anything, a kind of quote-unquote homework for the week, reflect a little bit on whether or not you place the things of the soul before that of the body. And if you don't, ask, ask for the conversion and realize that every day we must convert so that we might live for what is truly valuable and put what is secondary in its place in the second place. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.